You are listening to Dublin Digital Radio. Welcome to the recommendation game. I am Ricardo Deacon and I'm here with my friend and partner in crime. Orla McGuinness. Welcome. This week's film is chosen by Orla. It is Song of the Sea from 2014, Ireland. Directed by Tom Moore, produced by Tom Moore, Ross Murray, Paul Young, Stephen Rowlands. Screenplay by Will Collins, story by Tom Moore. Music by Bruno Coulet <laughs> and Keela. Edited by Dara Byrne and Darren T. Holmes as a consulting editor. Cast is David Rawl as Ben, Brendan Gleeson as Connor and MacLear. Finula, Finula? I thought that the Irish ones would have been easier than the, no. the French ones, but Finula Flanagan as Granny and Maka, and Lisa Hannigan as Brona. Synopsis is, an Irish youth discovers that his mute sister is a Selkie, who must find her voice, <laughs> who must find her voice and free supernatural creatures from the spell of a Celtic goddess or witch or, whichever, or monster. Crazy old yeah. lady. Oh. And since this is the recommendation game, what we do is that we take turns picking a movie that the other person hasn't seen, and then we watch it separately, and then we meet to discuss it, and we're here to discuss such a film, which is Song of the Sea, and Orla picked it. So, Orla, <laughs> without further ado, why did you pick this movie? Uh, <laughs> this is the film that I originally wanted to pick after we had our sort of gloomy stint and I kind of thought it was a little bit too uh, not upbeat, but too much of a of a kind of a change, a little bit too, a little bit too chipper. Uh, and I was afraid that it might seem a little bit lightweight in comparison to those films. Uh, and then after the fucking disaster that was our last couple of attempts at recording, R.I.P. Sad Sacks. Um, I decided, you know what? Fuck it. I want to be. I want. I want. I want the feeling of this film again. Cause um. Uh, yeah, I'm not a massive fan, just to say at the start, of Irish mythical Celtic history bullshit. Um, so I went to see this in the cinema, kind of out of a, you know, it's getting good reviews, but it's also good to support both Irish film and also Irish animation because we do a lot of it here and we're very good at it. And this particular um, uh, cartoon saloon are obviously really good and we should support Irish cinema anyways. But, Have you seen Book of Kells, by the way? No, actually, okay. but we can get to that in a while anyways. Um, yeah, so I, I was afraid that it was going to be like sort of an extended version of... Do you know what the Moorbegs are? No. Okay, well, the Moorbegs was the show on RT whenever we were kids that was kind of like playing off the the mythical Irish thing and they were like these weird things and like they lived in a tree and it was all magic spells and okay and blah 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 by the way so, I didn't have an Irish childhood so yeah I know but I don't know you may all have, I know is zigzag and dust in the turkey zig and zag not yeah. zigzag Jesus um Pajam Raj as well yeah that's a yeah big childhood thing there uh <laughs> yeah so thankfully I like what I discovered when I watched it was about 10 minutes into that that this is a lot more than that um I think there are obviously there's a lot of comparisons with, uh, especially like Miyazaki, um, kind of like not just in like the feel and the texture of the animation and like the the the, the real kind of like um, like the frame is beautiful. Everything is like just painterly. It's like watercolors. It's incredibly beautiful animation. Uh, but I think also in the kind of the mixture of sort of like the whimsical 
uh, mystical nature of it mixed with the more kind of like realistic elements and the more kind of like the tinge of, of guilt and sadness in this. Um but with like added Irish humor as well. So it's kind of like this sort of interesting mix. Um, I don't know if the storytelling is quite up to the level of Miyazaki. I think that's probably the weakest part of this, that it, it falls a little when it starts to get a bit carried away with the whole mystical thing and adding in a, a few too many characters. Um, but I like the dialogue. I like, I feel like a lot of the conversations are very snappy. It's funny. It's, um, and I think that the characters are great. Um, I think some of the voice performances are very good as well. Um, yeah, I think there's an interesting thing to talk about to do with like children and grief and sort of the way children view things and um, adults versus children and stuff. So yeah, I thought we'd have stuff to talk about. Also, it's just so pretty. Yes. <laughs> what did you think, Ricardo? Well, uh, for to start is the as you said about the 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 gloomy kind of mood that we've kind of been going yeah. on for a bit and. <laughs> Like for the episode that never was, that was uh, Love is Strange, I, with dead eyes, starting dead eyes, um, all these references to an episode that the audience I will know. never well, see. Hashtag are, sad sex. Aren't in uh, jokes, aren't in jokes the best kind of joke? Yeah, it's, uh, it's why every podcast rides on. Um, but uh, that movie, I was kind of pissed off with you because I wasn't expecting something as sad as that movie is. And I cried watching that movie. And then I was like, uh, pissed off because I was expecting to feel good. And then Sorry. I didn't. And then you picked this movie. And I was like, hey, it's an animation. I was like fucking crying within like 10 minutes in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Shit. <laughs> it was like, it, it did a, an up on me but it is uh, uh, that you refer to Miyazaki and other Studio Ghibli movies yeah it is kind of a mixture of Pixar storytelling in a Miyazaki style, kind of style yeah. uh, because the storytelling itself if you take away the supernatural element yeah it's much more western than yeah. The, yeah. The, the the like even the amount of story that there is in the movie like a mission or whatever you don't have that in the Miyazaki no. movie kind of just <laughs> plods along feeling because he just makes up the movies as he goes along as well yeah they they feel much more sprawling in that yeah. way than this does this even is much if it's tighter, the same length much more yeah kind of uh, for in a way to its detriment but in another way it's like it's understandable because it co- uses Miyazaki as an inspiration rather than trying basing, to copy yeah. him yeah just by using the uh, it's more in design than anything else, especially yeah. the, we'll get to that in another point. Uh, but I I did really like the movie. The The only real quibble that I have is some of the pacing in like the second act. Yeah. And I really didn't like the ending. It kind of undercut all the good things that the movie did. Yeah. Beforehand. And yeah, like it, if... Like it's a very warm movie, and it felt like as soon as I saw the flag, the Donegal flag, I was like, "Ah, Jesus!" Fucking <laughs> <laughs> flying proud there, Van Bulben. And um, yeah, sure, we can talk about the ending. We always do this arseways, anyways. Yeah, no, and I, I think I probably agree with you on what it is, but I'm curious, what is it exactly? Because you said not the entire ending, but part of the ending that you. Yeah, mentioned. it's a big part of the ending is that the mother wasn't dead. Like yes! I absolutely yes. despise that decision. Yeah, because like, it undercuts the grief. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, they're happy that she's like disappearing yeah. again. Uh, like the because entire movie. Because they get Sirsha, so everything's fine. Yeah, because she can talk. They yeah. already had Sirsha. Mm. It's just suddenly, if 
it was just the journey of the movie and the characters is for the three of them to be able to be a family after the loss of the mother. Yeah. And they don't manage to do that because they lose the mother again. Yeah. And but they're happy about it suddenly. Because it makes she's where no she sense. should be, yeah. and it's yeah. It made me think of Casper. You know, like whenever the mother comes back and he's like, oh, and she's in heaven and there's roses and it's ridiculous. Or she comes back as like with a one time ghost deal because it's like midnight yeah. and yeah, all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It felt when like it that. When it starts rewriting the fucking rules. But in this case, it's like it doesn't go, doesn't rewrite the rules of what came beforehand. No, because she is, we know she's not dead. It's just that she's a selkie. So she's in the sea. You know what I mean? That like whenever she goes off. I thought that she had died. Yeah. The like what my take was that because uh, she's a goddess and she's having a hu- half human baby that's that she wasn't her, yeah. able to like to maintain her powers because the powers went to the to child, Sh- yeah. Sersha. So But the fact that she goes to the sea though. Yeah, but I thought that it was just a way that is the only way that uh, the the baby could be born. Yeah, because she's having um uh, prenatal pains and her hair starts turning white when she's saying goodnight and she's saying oh sorry or whatever and I was like oh good god all these feelings god damn it but I didn't even cry at that bit I'll tell you when okay <laughs> you and your crying yeah but the crying game this <laughs> let's hope not <laughs> yeah. Orla just takes her past <laughs> I've got something to Surprise. tell you. I've got something to tell you, Ricardo. Uh, <laughs> who would I be? Fucking Forrest Whitaker or no Stephen s- Reed? <laughs> no spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen The Crying Game. <laughs> but, but what I mean is, the, yeah, like the a movie that is based on grief. It, it's like fucking if up at the end, the yeah, mother, yeah, sh- yeah, the yeah. wife shows up and it's like, it's all good. In like a premonition or something. And it's okay because you can let her go now. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And it, it like... I kind of had a problem with that whole sequence after the whole Maka thing. Like, the the mother is the main problem of it, but it's when it starts to become more than just, oh, you can free the fairies, that it becomes, oh, you can free everyone, and yeah. it's all this, it's like the whole, and she comes out, and the mother appears, and it's like, my world, and blah, 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 and you're like, oh, shut up, I only cared about the little stone fairy, ma'am. And like, you know, like that was enough of a... Of another part of the like story, like a driving line. force, yeah. yeah, and like that they were there the whole time is like these strange, you know, like that, and the fact that you see them all the time within the landscape, and well, I think that that, especially on a rewatch, yeah, <clears throat> like for yourself because this came out beforehand, I think that it has the the problem of having to compete with Inside Out. Because the theme at the ending is the same theme, yeah. like the same idea as Inside Out. Yeah. That like bad emotions is part of emotions and to be like emotionally mature, yeah, you have to balance of, of sadness how, and happiness. It's the same way though that like if we talk about like the, the sadness, happiness and the, the contrast between the parents and the children and the fact that the the two other adult figures in it other than the grandmother and the father are voiced and look like the grandmother and the father. That yeah. It's like the same thing of like bottling emotion 
and how you know as you're which gr- is a very Miyazaki thing to uh, do yeah well. and like yeah the little battles are fantastic but um the whole thing of like you know oh when you grow up you you crush them down you don't talk about them and and like not even just as a strictly like male Irish thing in the in the way of the father but you know like it's 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 this sort of um as Tom Waits would say crush them down <laughs> crush them down to nothing they're your feelings crush hmm Bane or what? <laughs> or no, Batman or Tom, Tom Waits. Waits. <laughs> that was good though for either. I like that. Keep that one. Tom Waits is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Someone must have trick in the eighties by not doing that. <laughs> he just shows up and it's like when he was young and he could still do a vaguely normal speaking voice. <laughs> yeah, like the like he sounded like Louis Armstrong, not like. <laughs> He sounds now like a rustic, like a rusty squeeze box, like <laughs> <laughs> with the dust coming yeah. out of it. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, but it, that's the thing is that like when it, it gets to the end, especially, I didn't like the mu- like I love Irish music more than you do. Yeah. And I was really disappointed by the actual song and the animation within the song as well. At the, the end. Yeah, at the end, the, especially yeah. when. Uh, coming to that stage especially Circa her eyes uh, Sersha sorry yes <laughs> uh, her eyes and everything the way that she's portrayed because she's a silent character up to the stage yeah very Anna from Spread of the Beehive I yeah like well. it reminded me so much I was yeah. gonna bring that up but obviously Grey Mind Sink could fucking like <laughs> but it's the, it, that feeling that it was like oh, building up to something big and then it kind of disappointed me not only the song, but also the like she became kind of emotionless within the that singing. Uh, that is yeah. just like her v- mouth she's barely just a opening. Vessel for yeah. the singing, yeah. That is not her saving, and even the the like Irish music is, is filled with so much longing and and nostalgia and emotions. It's almost like the only way the Irish people are able to show fucking emotion, like mm, traditionally. Like nah, yeah, that it'd be like oh. Ireland, my Ireland, I'm coming home. Yeah. And it'll be like I've never, never left you, you in my heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. From the end of Irish Paint Magic, that came <laughs> from. Oh, that's so much. Sit down there, Rock. Sit down now, Mr. Rock. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. And what's annoying about the soundtrack as well is that the rest of the soundtrack is beautiful. Yeah. Like, and then that it's because I, you know me, I'm not a big traditional Irish. Um, like I've seen Keita live like twice, I think, and they're unreal because they have so much energy. But a lot of the, the very kind of like delicate songs in this that are, that are more just kind of like strings or whatever, like all the, the music from the, the traveling, traveling scenes, like there's one particular song that's used like when they're in the car and it's a beautiful yeah. track. I went back and listened to it again because it's so nice. And there's loads of tracks within that that are really, it's not all Irish. It's, they're really, there's a whole many layers, different things they're doing. So yeah. then whenever you finally get to the big thing with the song, you're kind of like, ah, the song's a bit shy. And you're right because I've seen criticisms of this where people are like, oh, why is it that Ben's the main character and she gets put to the side and it's like for most of the film I don't think that's true because through most of the film you're seeing him and he's there throwing a strap or whatever yeah. but if like you're it's sympathizing fun with her when, yeah when you and when you re-watch it watching her when he's supposedly the focus yeah is much more interesting because she's always doing something else and it's also like the 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 thing that he's always thinking that he's in control and the driving yeah, force never like he's never yeah yeah but then at the end even though 
and not even just that he like technically saves them or whatever or like brings her back it's the fact that she is kind of inhuman then when she's doing her whole sulky dance or sulky sing sulky song even you know and then it's a turkey <laughs> yeah i love it. oh god um yeah and it, it kind of does underwhelm it a bit i think the bit after that is better but yeah it just it disappointed me and it disappointed me because I feel like the whole bit with Maka is very well done and how it's not turned into a whole big battle and and that it's it it's very, very like ultimately very sad that like this is yeah. just a person who is grieving as much as anyone else and like, you know, the the the, the way that they do that sequence in in the attic and like it's just it's so well handled and then like they come back and then the net the final part of it you're just like, uh that mm, it just didn't quite yeah, and I couldn't understand how an owl could give birth to such a giant. Yeah, well, I don't, think, I don't know if she was always an owl. Maybe there's like another like story behind Maka, you know, that she like became the owl based on. Is but, this why like old ladies are called owls? No, <laughs> <laughs> I did basically make that joke earlier though, and you didn't get it. But anyways, um. <laughs> that's going over my head. <laughs> It's like the message sending noise. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, just in uh, brief, it is choice. a brief a brief tangent to talk about, uh, which is not really a tangent because it's very relevant to talk about um, the animals in this yeah. and uh, how they are kind of side characters. And uh, firstly, just talking about owls and how owls are great villains. Yeah. They are great villains. Like, I was thinking that whenever they're in, like, the little roundabout, uh, which... <laughs> Just the best place for like the little like the, the fairies, the fairies, like the whole thing. He's like, <laughs> like that whole that whole scene is just brilliant. But like they are, they are frightening and all seeing, and you know they're they're. It reminded me of Twin Peaks. The owls are not what they see. <laughs> <Sure. coughs> I think I may have written that down in a writing. Um, but uh. <laughs> Even like obviously the seals are adorable, yeah. But also, I think that because you see them so often, they start to become a little bit creepy. But then yeah. towards the end, they they're like nice again because just the fact that they're just there, like <laughs> you know, like <laughs> with their little faces. And then like there's like the a fox family and the badgers and like oh, I just I love the way like not just the animation, but and like obviously we have to talk about Koo the dog yeah. because. I read, I don't know if it was Donald Clark's um, review, and I was like, I totally agree with that, where um, he's saying, like, how the dog is not anthropomorphized. He has a personality, but he's not, he's still a dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that his features are dog-like. You know, that he is that dog. He's like the dog from, um, like, the bad version of this kind of being like, you know, like, he kind of reminded the dog and the little mermaid, only he's, like, such a better dog. Um, it always amazes me animation because they use the same cinema techniques as normal cinema. It's not different. You're still a filmmaker while you're yeah. doing it. But to be able to get that emotion in moments that are not spoken, yeah. that is just by drawing and it doesn't look human. It doesn't have enough to show the emotion, even especially in a film like this, that the drawings are hand drawn. Yeah, they're... yeah, and they're not. There's not that much detail in the in the faces. Yeah, and they're able to evoke as much emotion as, uh, like, even if you take the eyes out, if you're good at it, you're able to yeah. like just through pure storytelling and music and mise en scène and all these other filmmaking tools to evoke an emotion that you can't just evoke by 
putting the camera into somebody's face and just hold it there if yeah. you wanted to. It's a whole other life, thing. Yeah. And it's magical to me because I don't understand how they do it. Yeah, animation is a serious yeah. mystery to me. Like, <laughs> like completely. Why, like, when you see my fucking stick drawings. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like a combination between, like, stick drawings and then weird, like, football head things. Yeah. But not, like, hey, Arnold football head. Um, <laughs> just to clarify. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the animation is incredible. And what you really notice as well, uh, you notice, I think, on the first watch but even the second third watch as well is like um just the the level of little details that are there in the background of sort of almost like the set design as it were of the houses and the bedrooms and like i think possibly that the kids bedrooms might might be up there in the like teenage bedroom hall of fame that i have in my brain um because it's just it's just great it's that preteen you know like i think he plays it quite well and i think we need to talk a little bit probably about his performance because i think his his um, his voice performance is really, really good. Yeah. I think, and he manages to get that without making him unlikable. Yeah, like that kid's great because he's in Moon Boy. Like he's a really, really good little actor. But um, it's in uh, the the film the or colleague from college. Oh did, yeah, um, um, sweeper. Um, yeah, I've uh, been a sweeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that as well. Yeah, he's like he's he's really, really good, and I think he's probably gonna do quite well for himself. But it's obviously voice acting is a whole other thing. But yeah. he does it very, very well. Um, but yeah, just like the whole thing of, of being a, a, the teenager, but even that, just like the little details, um, in, in the, the scenery and the, um, just the rendering of like rural versus urban. And yeah, like I was, when I watched it, I was like, this is clearly made by somebody that doesn't like Dublin that well. Like No, but what I think is interesting about this is that the countryside is not overly romanticized and that an awful lot of the scenes, like some of it's a bit more pointed with the rubbish bags or whatever. But even when you're driving through the countryside, it's not that romantic view yeah. of, and I think that there are parts of the city that are rendered very lovingly, as are some of the parts of the small towns they pass through and everything. I really like the the wide shots of like Christchurch and yeah, the background and everything. It so really evokes the, the feeling so of Dublin. Beautiful. But then when the car pulls over and it's Halloween, I'm like, oh. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> did they just walk into that scene in my left foot when they're like... <laughs> no, it made me think of all the Nightmare Before Christmas. Like the, the little... When, yeah. the, when the fairies... Are, oh, I love that. <laughs> like one of my favourite things. But the three fairies are the MVPs of the movie. Oh like. my God, so funny. Um, but like talking about Dublin, uh, it just you said it with Halloween. It makes me think of the the two very incidental characters that are in this, which are the ferry driver and the bus driver. Yeah, <laughs> they're so great because they only say like a sentence or two each, and it's just fantastic. Uh, the, bu- like, the, the bus driver basically oh. the, the bus driver saying if you haven't seen the movie is that. <laughs> Fucking Ben has a hand-drawn map from Donegal to Dublin. And he's like, goes to the, the bus driver. And he's like, oh, if you go this way or that way, oh, you'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but just, like, we're going to take his first clown mail. And then you may have to wait a couple hours for a bus. But, oh, yeah, yeah, you'll get there. <laughs> but, like, he gets them in the correct bus. I was like, Jesus, this guy is like an encyclopedia. Of but he literally get. just looked around and said, I've been a chauffeur and a load of elves and fairies around all night. <laughs> like... Oh, so funny! Take a but seat. He's, in just, he's just perfect. Yeah. Like, I think it's Pat Short. Like, yeah, I, I would, I would say so. Like, he's he is the guy that you cast for this. Like, absolutely. 
Um, yeah, but just... And, but that scene is really, like, reminiscent of the train journey in Spirited Away. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, of all the Miyazaki, Spirited Away is obviously the biggest influence, especially the owl... Uh, Maka, the the owl, yeah. the owl witch or demon or whatever is. The well, she's girl. a witch, I think. Or no, she, um, what do they call her? Let's just say witch. Yeah, witch. <laughs> she reminded me a lot, to, like even in the half and half kind of like face of a human, and then a bird is. Yeah. The, the old lady in Spirit of the Way as yeah. well, that she's like an eagle or something with a big head on her. It's like really, that was, but the design is really nice yeah. of her. But it was the only moment that I was like, you're driving a little bit too close <laughs> to <laughs> plagiarism. Not that, it's, I know that it's like more of a, um, more of a homage than plagiarism, obviously, because it sits well in the story. And, and it's very uh, and it's, rooted yeah. in, like, these are all Irish stories. And yeah, Irish it's not, like, already. invented for this, yeah. the, uh, the Robin, but, like, the design in other moments were more kind of, like, inspired by. Yeah. And in that case was a little bit too close Even to the, the original one. Even the design of her little, her little, you know, cavern or whatever yeah. and the upstairs and the little jars and, yeah, but I, 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 I totally let it away with it because I was like, I oh yeah, like, it, like I said, that the only big issue that I have <laughs> is a bit of the pacing within the, the road movie aspect of the, the movie when they yeah. leave the, the granny's house it just takes a little bit too long well not too long it's not from the moment that they leave the roundabout to yeah. the moment that they get to the well it's very nice and the music and everything else but it's meant to be like the build-up to the finale of the movie yeah and then like when they go to the well and she disappears like the sense of peril because you're separating these two characters yeah like the sense of peril because she disappears without him seeing her disappear. I, I get, you know? I get the peril. I really don't like wells, so. <laughs> no, I mean the, because he sees her being captured by Maka on a vision through the through the hair of the the guy that looks like the ferry driver. <laughs> you know how like it's yeah. kind of because it is also inside children's imaginations has the movie yeah well so and it's as well using... that it's the idea of that, that grown-ups faces all kind of looking the same and yeah. and yeah there's a few things going on there of why they pick the same people but it just goes oh your sister has been captured by maka and then like he sends him oh be careful whatever and then he's jumping on the rocks and the rocks are actually the fairies oh my god I they're love like that careful so where you're going <laughs> watch out careful now <laughs> watch yourself yeah the, it's like the nicest kind of like your neighbor while <laughs> you're going to a like, holy moment and he's like stopping them they're just like Whoa. <laughs> but uh, imagine if uh, Maka had captured her and then Ku jumps in the in the well with him that he's afraid of drowning as well because yeah. of his mom mm. so that he has the little life jacket and all that so if you if you had that peril, like I know they're putting kids in peril in movies, or especially kids movies, are a bit yeah. Iffy, and Mac is quite scary, I think. Yeah, but at the same time, is that they went that road anyways. That yeah. they they put her in peril and they show her it's just a Ben, like that scene with the with the guy wasting time. Imagine if he's like forgetting what he's supposed to be doing, and Ben knows that he has to get to Sersha to save her. Well, like you kind have the... know, though, because yeah, she's but, gone, so he already knows he has to save her. Yeah, but there's no, like, <clears throat> but it's more that she has disappeared. He has to find her rather than to save her, and then he has to save her. 
Yeah, I don't know. I I kind of I kind of feel it though because she is so young, and the fact yeah. that she's disappeared at all is bad. Yeah. And the fact that there's a well there is bad. Even though she is a selkie, you know, like she doesn't have a coat, so she can't swim, and she's all, you know what I mean, like. But his, <laughs> but Ben's portrayal there. Yeah. Is not somebody that is running against like he gives yeah, your mom yeah, way yeah. a lot more leeway to find the correct yeah, strand ramble, and, ramble yeah. around, yeah. Like that if he was like yeah, under pressure going, I have to so yeah. ever be like, Come on, get to it and yeah. he's like, No, it takes time or whatever. Yeah, I don't know which hair I'm looking for. <laughs> but like um uh, going back just to Irish kind of animation is that it's something that I was aware of way before coming to Ireland because of uh, the Land Before Time, which was made in Inchicore. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was like, when I saw that when I was in Uruguay, my mom was already living here. Is that a kind of weird thing of being a child that suddenly Ireland became a place that I was going to? Yeah. Because dinosaurs were. <laughs> even though we had the internet, I have no idea why we didn't Google Ireland to see how it looked. It was like a picture, like in an encyclopedia at the, from nineteen eighties or of whatever. New Grange. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, of uh, Dublin city centre, but it was just like fucking, what you call it? Uh, like Theories. Uh, no, it was uh, the Liberty Hall. Oh jeez. Uh, like, you that know, like overhead of yeah. our city. <laughs> with Tara Street next to it, like oh, smog God. coming up because <laughs> it's the 80s, everything is grey, and like <laughs> fucking Margaret Thatcher is cackling how, in the background. How, <laughs> just off screen, how old were your encyclopedias? Ah, they were fairly old, like it was like fucking probably Bob by my granddad by like by, from Weedemix? from some fucking uh, traveling salesman <laughs> that like goes around with encyclopedias hey, no, in the don't back. Don't knock Childcraft, Childcraft is amazing. But yeah, like that was kind of a weird thing. There was like animation was well, like oh, I didn't suddenly, know that. and as well like, like Land Before Time is one of my favorite childhood memories. Like watching it with like my mom and stuff when I was a kid as well. Yeah. So it's like also kind of like a really melancholic moment because I was watching it without her because she was already here, and then it's like oh, she's in ireland and i'm watching something made in ireland that we grew up watching together oh and it was like this that's a nice little connection yeah that's a lovely movie as well yeah but the mother dies there and it's like a little bit bit too close (laughs) a little bit too close but like i didn't even know that all the fucking gaps looked the same because it wasn't like a my experience of watching european like (laughs) it's like watching train spotting and it's like oh scotland is a shithole then i came into dublin it's like looks remarkably like glasgow (laughs) Glasgow, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the 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 rendering of Dublin and the rendering of yeah. the countryside, I think, is very good. And it is. It kind of cross. It's a sort of a sort of reverse in that kind of urban rural thing as well. A little bit too over glory. Like the 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 roundabouts are a little bit too nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that the them. kids are all lovely and running around in yeah. their little costumes, you know. But uh, you know, it is a kids movie, so they yeah. they couldn't go completely crazy. But uh, no, I love I love all the little Irish touches in this, and uh, like things that pro- you know people are never gonna get, but that are just pretty in the background. But when you are Irish, that you're like, oh my god! Like whenever they go into the little um the little fairy well, yeah, and uh, there's a little thing container with uh with flowers in it, and it's a golden syrup yeah. container, and you're like, that is exactly what would be used in that scenario. Yeah, it's all the little details. Yeah. They're very well lived in. Yeah, in yeah, and they're just there in the background. And also the idea, like the even as a kid in Ireland, uh, as somebody that I grew up in like Sao Paulo and even Uruguay, which is a really nice area. Like, well, not 
for South America, let's say. <laughs> but even in my little town at the time in Uruguay was like way safer than Dublin would be, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, as a kid, I never had any fear of Ireland, you know, because Irish people seem like we're altogether not, way so welcoming kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> even though there's a lot more drunks here than in Uruguay, but <laughs> Uruguay, they get drunk on wine as well. So it's a bit. <laughs> different kind of buzz that goes around <laughs> but like a fucking wine in a box <laughs> but uh, yeah they, it captures that as well that is like the all the threat comes from with inside the this universe that is inside their imagination or inside the magic of the the mythology of yeah. ireland but like it was kind of sad as well like at the ending that like all the magic leaves. I was kind of disappointed the the fairies couldn't stay, but they're because they've won the battle. Let's say they're able to go back to be hidden that they couldn't hide before because they were rock. You yeah, know? exactly. They I, can go back now to perpetrating their uh, <laughs> their <laughs> their stories and <laughs> stopping people from cutting down trees. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I didn't have a problem with with, with that because I think in the end that. You know that it it is the really about the this little family yeah. and it's you know that it's they're touched by tragedy not just by you know the selkies and the magic and, yeah. Um, so I'll tell you at the moment that I cried. Oh yeah, do do do. Is like I was already emotional when she she was leaving and it's like uh like as soon as they're she's putting him to bed and she's pregnant. I was like no. No, 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 please don't do this to me. Sorry. And then it obviously did because, like, <laughs> fucking, I'm a softie. Uh, but it was more when he's telling her the stories that her his mom told her. Yeah. And, like, the book, it says, like, mom stories. Yeah. And it's not only that he's keeping the stories alive. It's the fact that Saoirse would never be able to... That's why it fucking undercuts everything. Yeah, is that Sersha couldn't could never have heard those stories directly from her yeah. mom, but like her mom is still there because that bank keeps the stories alive. Yeah. And I was like just and then straight away as well you feel the His little shrine to the, her. The reason why he's a bit of a bollocks. Yeah, because and why like, he's mad at her because of the blame and the anger and the you know mixed in with the fact that he's becoming a teenager and and also that like she's loved by <coughs> his dad and he's completely ignored by him and mm. it's like you know and the fear of water and like the not living in the best place when you have a fear of water yeah um, I I would love to live oh in a God, little I island know, with a lighthouse I know I know the um, fucking road is a bit steep though like. <laughs> I- <laughs> that little Volkswagen Beetle just about makes it up the hill. Uh, yeah, I I love his um his just his, his like sighing and his eye rolling and just like, <sighs> you know, like Such a proper yeah exactly. But then whenever he's in the car and his dad's like just go, you know, he's Robert, he shows anger for the first time and the shock of it makes him Ben cry or not Ben uh, ma- or yeah what's kid called. The kid? Yeah, the kid's called Ben. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he cries and it's almost that he doesn't even, you know, those kind of like child tears of just like shock crying. Do you have a list of movies that we're starring Ben's? Because, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're on a roll. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I just love as well, like the way 
the way he <laughs> delivers certain lines. Like whenever he's telling her the scary story, and he's like, "And no one will love you." <laughs> yeah, because it's <laughs> like, and then she gets all emotional, and he. That, that again is what the ending under her cut is her as a, like this child because suddenly yeah. she because she has power and then like nothing else they yeah. killed her personality almost yeah yeah like or like the consistency in the character like yeah. is is what stops this movie from being a five star out of five for me yeah. that it becomes a four because it has like something that didn't sit well for me it's the difference between like love is strange and this like not uh like people heard the episode love is strange but my issue with love never will the thing when i was watching love is strange is that i it's so deeply flawed but i was able to look past the flaws because it gave me such a warm feeling yeah and almost the flaws made it like charming that it's such a bad movie (laughs) that i liked uh but in this case is that everything else is great and this undermines a lot of the good work that the movie yeah. did because it's building to it it's that's the thing it like i mean we haven't had one of these in a while i think yeah of an ending that kind of undercuts because we had a good role then but yeah. we haven't had one in a while probably because we've been doing depressing movies and also documentaries but um yeah and it it, it doesn't quite ruin it for you but yeah. it just it leaves you with a little sort of bad taste because you're like no and only that like it's a disappointment <laughs> that if like if i'm crying 10 minutes into the movie yeah you're and doing you're, something right and you're also doing the like the ending is meant to be the emotional climax they play it that way it's not yeah. that it is like it's made like you're supposed to cry at the end remind me like uh how to train your dragon and stuff you know <gasps> i love that movie. yeah you know what i mean oh, that it might compare but if you compare the ending of that when, like, when the father finally gives him a hug. Yeah. And the ending of this, because that one is not undercut at any moment before the hug. Yeah. The hug is super powerful. In this case, it's not that the hug had no power when the, when Brendan Gleeson, because it's Brendan Gleeson, it's not a character. He's yeah. playing Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> not a detriment, I'm not no. saying, because I love Brendan yeah. Gleeson. But like in this case, it's like we're getting Brandon Gleeson. It's like <laughs> like written for Brandon Gleeson, hundred percent. But yeah, the like in this case, when because it was just after me going, when the emotional bit comes in, is that I, I was it out of the movie the and then I'm trying yeah, to to, to get in. But yeah, it, it just what you mentioned about the the performances about Ben. You know what performances they called back to me and that's the power of this movie that it made me think of a live action movie for a performance yeah. and a character uh, Christian Bell in Empire of the Sun yeah. that it's somebody that is completely obnoxious and like terrible human being like for what the movie is but you understand why he's that yeah. way because it's what like it faults of his parents is, like in this case is somebody that is the opposite of a spoiled kid but at the same time is spoiled acting, in the way that like, yeah. the dad won't like told make him toe the line either mm. but he's ignoring him it's similar like the distance that the parents do to christian bell but it's this thing that like the first half of the movie is just hit, somebody moaning or being <laughs> like yeah. really uncharismatic and then becoming the kid that he really is but that it's just like defense mechanism is what it was before yeah and i think that it reminded me of that and i was like quite impressed that it did because i love that performance yeah 
I like that movie. I mean, you maybe watch it better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think his performance is really, really good. And I think, like, up, up until the ending, I really like, um, well, her performance. Um, <clears throat> I think that having a character that is so, like, relatable and, and like, that you really, like, her little face, and she is silent. Yeah. So you are completely relying on the animation there. It's, like, it's a serious achievement, like. And just, oh, it's the way she, she moves. And there's, like, one great little thing when they're in the car as well. I love that sequence when they're driving to Dublin. I love so much because the music is amazing and the whole thing in the car and, and everything. And the map that he's yeah, drawing. Yeah, like, it's just, it's, it's a lovely little transition. I, I love one correction that he goes, <laughs> town, and then it just goes, no, just houses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's the things that he rem- he notices as well because he's a child. So it's the big hills and the, yeah, but, uh. He's there, like, oh, oh, drawing my map, you know. I miss Koo. And uh, and she's just there, and she's drawing seals in the window. Yeah. Like, just there. And you only see it for, like, a little second. She's just, you know, like, she, she's in her own little world. I love that. Like, the little, little like, aspects of her. Koo is the greatest swimmer of all oh time. Like, God, he, he's like guy. the Michael Go, Phelps. <laughs> I love that dog so much. And I want a dog that is big enough that I can ride him. I know, I know. Not even like as a child, but yeah. now <laughs> all five, seven of you get like a great mastiff. Well, thank God that uh, it's not like I'm not tall whatsoever. So it's like, <laughs> and your legs aren't that long, so you can yeah. <laughs> right, we're on that. Just as get soon like as a, we get a jockey steer. <laughs> As soon as we get sponsors, that's what we're spending the money on. Yeah, we get like a little jockey stirrup. <laughs> we're not the great getting day. a. We're not getting a studio. We're getting a purebred like, <laughs> whatever dog Ricardo can fit on. I did like a in the was we were talking about earlier about uh kind of like things that are hidden in the 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 background and and uh, um just like little things like even whenever they're in Granny's house, Granny's house is amazing. But uh, and her street is amazing. But uh, there were there two of only just got there. The fucking wireless. He's already put stickers all over the door, yeah. and there's like a like a Rolling Stones sticker and everything, and like just like little things like that. Um, when is this set, by the way? It's like this weird kind of mix. Nineties, I would say. Because I thought that it was like if it was set like anywhere near our present, like. It would be a waste of opportunity not having the yellow Dublin buses like when they're getting buses yeah, or whatever yeah. because it's, it's the same now it's like as no but they're green which is what they used to be yeah so yeah I think it's supposed to be the so 90s so she has a fucking wireless but then he has like a but, walk yeah, but he's as well old. yeah so I think it's the 90s yeah that makes sense and even like her car and yeah like I, I think it's the 90s but um yeah but the, yeah probably pre-NCT Ireland <laughs> yes pre-seatbelt Ireland um <laughs> Oh, when they're having tea, I was like, oh my, like, I'm just, just so lucky that my granny is a nutcase. So going to her house is just like, you're doing, playing, doing puzzles with my granny and yeah. you'll just be on the floor laughing because she's insane. <laughs> but like in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah, like, granny's very funny. Like, I love her to it, <laughs> but like, I'd hate to have that kind of, that it's like a loving grandparent. Yeah. But, but that you're sitting down and you're like, oh, I don't want to, like I always loved going yeah. to my grandparents' house because the, the both of them, like my granddad when he was alive, they were like a double team. They were like, that kind of like, Albert and Costello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah. 
No, I got on really well with like my 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 dad's mom and then like yeah. my mom's mom. Like she's just hilarious. You do not know what she's gonna come out with. And occasionally, like every so often, she'll just launch into a mad story about her childhood that she's never told anyone before, and it just comes out of nowhere. And you're like, Jesus! But I uh, yeah, not not as fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, well, like she a, starts saying, oh, "This is my favorite song." <laughs> I know. I have some of those gooseberry buns, <laughs> like <laughs> a nettle tea. <laughs> like, oh. oh. It just reminded me when she said that. Uh, I just remember of the the rubber band that's going nettles. <laughs> Good number accent there. Um, but I did not love that though. Like the little, the tiny little party, which did make me think of Hunt for the Wilder People. But now you are fifteen years old. Yes. Um, I do love that at the very end whenever she smashes his head into the cake. Um, oh, and it's so depressing when he goes to the pub to drink by himself oh. for because it's, because and it was the moment that me as a fucking idiot forgot that it was like obviously her birthday is the anniversary of the mother's yes. death. Like and no, was, yeah, whatever he says it, and the granny's like, and I was like, oh, of course, go. you dumb bastards. <laughs> and so like it explains how distant he is and how sad he is to like be celebrating the birthday. Yeah, because it's tinged forever by the by the death of uh, <laughs> of the mother. Um, yeah, but even uh, just go back to she's uh, just a little boat when they're like in the water. It's like don't get in the water. Oh god, the fucking boat. We have to go to a hospital. Oh, and he's so desperate. Oh god, this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I never, I didn't cry about this, but you really, really have to kill me before I cry. Yeah. Like I cry at weird things, like so. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just like uh, the the things in the back. I love how whenever they're going past the, the power lines and power lines kind of look like oils anyways yeah. but they're like made you look even more no, so it's like like even in where I'm from in Clondalk and the like if you just walk for a bit they're there and you always remember them as a kid that you're yeah, they're and where do they go ter- you know, you because know, you can the see them go forever as well yeah and the connection between the two places and the, the you know the, the I love that in the countryside in Ireland like the weird bent electricity poles and it's always there the lines of the power and like I, oh, I love the way everything is rendered in this and uh, a yeah. small little environmental message there that my mother would approve of with all the fly tippers everywhere in the countryside so shout out to my mother um but uh, yeah, in any, I think that's kind of um, your final. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I love this. It's, it's the mood of it and the oh, it just, it's a. It's yeah, a like I love how it made me feel until the end. Uh, but yeah. like, uh, I, I really loved it. Uh, but just to reiterate that the the three fucking fairies when they start singing, they had like the ball on and everything. I was like, oh, I was like, giddy up. <laughs> oh, it's so great! It's like, which one of you's had that one? <laughs> oh, they're so funny. Oh yeah, when the the guy when that's ben basically says Kina, line, like, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah, and he's like, which one of the lads had that one? And they're all just there, like stony face, like it's pure comedy, like it's so good. Um, yeah. Like, but even the way that they fight, the yeah. also I think of it that they have like the guitars, and one of them has a sword, <laughs> like out of, out of nowhere, like. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's like, that's not what I imagined fairies looked like. But, uh, oh, it's so great. And it's not like when they're, like, dressed as the, as the the Halloween, like, when they go in costume. (laughs) Yeah. That I was, they're, like, breaking into the fucking gaff as well, but they, in the end, don't have to break in. (laughs) That it it reminded me strangely of Halloween 3, which is really not the connection that you want because that is a fucked up movie. (laughs) And possibly the most interesting of the Halloween trilogy it might be a pick in the future. Interesting. Because uh, it's like a movie that is just 
it's the name of the movie really that it is the problem, not the movie itself. It's because Michael Myers, Mike, Michael Myers, is not in the movie. Oh, so it's just associating itself. Yeah, but yeah, like I really like that that bit of the movie is really uh, well. Like I really liked the entirety of the movie, and it kind of made me happy that I was watching this and not the terrible Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander Lighthouse movie. Oh yeah, is that terrible? I thought it was just like not uh, very good. It's so disappointed on Derek here in France, like that, because I love uh, Blue Valentine. Yeah. And I really, really, really like The Place Beyond the Pines. Oh, I didn't realize you liked that that much. Have you seen it? Yeah. I think it's brilliant. Like, I think that, like, on a first watch, isn't it's the kind of movie that the more you watch it, the better it is. Yeah, the, I only watched it, I think, whenever it came out that one time. Not I, I wasn't, like... I, I also I, don't I, really like Ryan Gosling as much as other people do. But I don't think... That's... Well, he's only in the third of the movie, spoiler. Yeah, but... But I think that, like, he... When you watch it again, also, you realize... Also, one of the kids who's in that was really shit. Yeah. Yeah. Not Dane DeHaan, the, no, the guy that doesn't Dane have a career. Dehan. Dane DeHaan is great. And the guy that doesn't have a career. And he needs to stop being in terrible movies. Like, I'm interested in the, the fucking Valerian and the 20,000 planets or whatever. But, I love him, though. He's great. Yeah, I did... Uh, really like this movie and i think it, it was like even though i joked there that it, like about crying and all that shit well i didn't joke i actually cried but it was like that kind of it is the kind of disney kind of crying that you know that you're gonna feel warm at the end and happy kind of thing yeah i think that the this had the lion king problem that because it's dealing about grief that they have to give closure in a way, even if it's why in Lion King Remember Mufasa shows up as oh, I'll be at the start. And that's completely stolen from Land Before Time. <laughs> that it's like Always go north. Or whatever <laughs> it is. Go to the Greek Valley. Mama and then she started following the shadow and it's oh. like his shadow kind of oh, oh that's so great. But Musically, I really liked the uh, the movie, but yeah, that's the difference. Like, not to just go back to Land Before Time, that it's also made in Ireland, which is great. Yeah. But it's like even at the end, that it's not a big musical moment. It's not even like a big scene. The end of Land Before Time, but the music because it's just a build up of the music of the entire movie. Yeah. It carries you to the moment when they see the Great Valley and they reunite with their families and then you also have the great song over the credits and i was disappointed that the song in the credits was also kind of forgetful in this one which is, is he, something I that i love that in animation kind of but yeah and i love it like i, I really like really like her so <laughs> i like her and i also like her performance in uh, steven universe that she does voiceover in that as well uh, yeah like i was just disappointed that it's like yeah it's not that it's bad music it's just yeah. forgetful yeah it's about yeah i was trying to think of it there and i literally couldn't i can yeah. remember the other bits i really like but not that yeah and it's the same with the selkie song i can remember the lads fucking just belting it yeah. going like oh here comes the selkie for a voice <laughs> and they do like the little like show her the the mic kind yeah. of moment it's like oh she can't sing because she doesn't have her coat <laughs> that could be the wrong coat boys <laughs> by the way my apologies to every single listener for me Irish accents uh, you're not doing too bad today you're doing okay um <laughs> yeah it only took me 13 years to make it sound like I'm doing a bad Irish accent <laughs> that at least is recognizable yeah. as an accent yes um so what's your favorite thing Orla oh god 
probably the animation because it is just and like I don't mean that in a kind of like this is style over substance because it's animation and it's animation where the, the it's very very important to the story yeah. of what's going on in the animation like of the backgrounds and everything and and not just the characters like the whole all of it it's just it captures you and yeah. brings you in along with the sound and along with the music and along with the characters. It's like a more complex way than what Disney did with Hercules that they use like the Greek style of drawing, even oh, the, the yeah, crow yeah, chains yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this really goes out there and owns it while yeah. Disney's kind of just inspired by it. Yeah. It's like even the moss and everything and the rocks, it was very Irish, I, I think, but yeah. also that it had texture because it feels almost like... a like really nice watercolor yeah yeah exactly yeah with like the line drawings like it's yeah. just it's all yeah it's a really beautiful combination of things and the tones of it and yeah it's just it's, it's very earthy yes yes exactly like really just oh it's beautiful what's your favorite thing probably the like as MVPs it'll be the, the the three lads as they call them <laughs> uh but as uh, overall in the movies like i think um is the feeling that I had about the grief of a family when a mother dies. Yeah. But also, not only a mother dies, like going back to my own childhood, uh, the fact that like I, at the, about the age, of, like I was slightly younger than Ben is. Yeah. But it was like when my parents separated. So I had my mother who like was more of a, like both parents than my, if my dad was there, let's say like I had like, the equivalent of two parents and one person. Yeah. This is awesome. But it was more like understanding that if I didn't have that, like, you know, the lashing out, the kind of acting up or whatever, trying to... What could have happened to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And, but because I understand that feeling of loss, even though because I didn't understand at the time why they were separating, you know? Yeah. So I, I got that kind of... It felt very true in a way that it's hard to get across in animation mm. like probably like inside out is the only one that i got in they it, they touch very similar themes and this does not pale in comparison the only problem is the fake out at the end yeah 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 which is yeah. obviously gonna be both our yeah. least I favorite mean, has, things so there's no be, yeah like yeah. there's nothing else really there's nothing else you could pick like <laughs> but if you compare that inside out didn't feel like it needed to do the that you know it's like like the the imaginary friend is gone like she's not going back to minnesota they have to deal with what it is now and just move on Mm. it's like the message of like moving on and dealing with your sorrow is what this movie is also doing in the sense of like also stop blaming your sister for existing and and also connor stop squashing down your feelings and ignoring it you know trying you know, being the stoic man and, you know, like, it's, yeah, I, it's just disappointing, but, you know. And then also along with that ending is also the, because Saoirse, the blur, the lines between kid and goddess or supernatural becomes so blurred. Yeah. That she doesn't, be, she doesn't have a personal character journey. That's my problem. It's not that huge because up to the moment she has Mm. that is also becoming like realizing that if she's right she shouldn't just obey ben kind of thing from the beginning of the movie you realize that she's starting to rebel against ben because connor doesn't give a shake he doesn't look after them he's not paying any attention whatsoever because when 
Ben goes up to Connor. He goes, oh, this is the... She disobeyed me again. Yeah. But it's like that you can tell that he's not used to her doing that. Yeah. Because otherwise it would be like... Yeah, he's getting really outraged about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like that that she's just like jumping into the water and he has to go and he's just like, oh, I could have died. Yeah, but he's like one foot of water. Like. <laughs> her like, they're not even withering looks, but her just kind of like, what are you talking about, Connor? Looks are fucking great because she's just like, it's fine. Or like when they get to the gate and she's just like, gonna push the gate connor <laughs> yeah, just the sound you know like but she just looks at him you know there's no real kind of like you know it's all oh, it's just fantastic yeah it's great it's great yeah it's that she doesn't do anything for the family really yeah is that she saves all the the magical <coughs> beings but it's just her staying and saying like oh you want to stay mom yeah that is the the mo- but at the same time is that it's like such a even not only the mother showing up but her asking to stay it's like of course there's no there at no point going. she wasn't loved or not wanted or yeah. that she didn't love connor and ben it's just like a pointless event kind yeah. of thing and then it's like fucking lord of the rings it's <laughs> like when the boat is going away yeah. Lord of the rings. Bye, selkies. uh yeah i know but you know the selkies selkies but it's, the time it's like a wonder mm-hmm. uh, because obviously this was nominated for an oscar for best animation yeah that i wonder what what people would take from this movie without the having Irish lived context. in ireland yeah yeah that's what i wonder because obviously <laughs> I'm not Irish, but I get this. I've been here yeah. long enough to like. I understand Don- what Do- never been to Donegal, but I understand what it is. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, and I, like in even the sense that they don't show the distance in the in the movies. They're like, I understand the distance and the ridiculousness of like drawing a map. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, like, like the map would have to it. be like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I don't know though, because. Obviously, like, a lot of the time, they're taking the piss of the Irishness of... Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel like people of another audience that don't have... You know, that only really know the kind of Irish thing are probably just going to love it for that and not quite get the humour that's underneath it, but that that won't well, but matter. Like but humor still so get the emotion. But still universal kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I need to, like, get someone to watch it. He doesn't really get the... Well, like, I, I watched War of the Buttons in, uh, in Uruguay, <laughs> and I was like, oh... Uh, this is fun um yeah i don't know it's yeah it's another one of those things where we we can't we can't know until we like feel out some surveys you know but um uh yes that was uh song of the sea yeah our first irish movie yeah it was a good one and now i had to fucking delay picking brooklyn Uh, I'd actually forgotten about Brooklyn. I'm sorry, uh, but, but anyways, uh, but it's we... quite. But even think about it, it's so difficult to pick an Irish movie without a Gleason in it. It's probably impossible, <laughs> yeah. realistically, with some kind of like, like participation. Some, there's so yeah, there's some hand in there, like producer or whatever. But um, ah, you gotta love the Gleasons though. But yeah, thanks a million for picking that. So where they can and where can people find us, Orla? Uh, they can find us on Twitter at the Rec Game, on Facebook, the Recommendation Game. You could email us at the Recommendation Game at gmail dot com. You can also find us on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud, where we have a little playlist. And you can also find us on Dublin Digital Radio at eleven to twelve on Monday mornings, starting off the 
Dublin Digital Radio roster for the week uh, in, in Splendour. Um, uh, and if you want to donate to uh, Independent Irish Radio, you can donate to the Dublin Digital Radio Patreon. So, you can um, find in their website. And also yes. if you Google Patreon Dublin Digital Radio, uh, like uh, I thought that if you put Patreon DDR is like, am I paying for the East German Republic? <laughs> because those are the initials of East Germany as I'm well. I'm sure they are on Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Patreon, Patreon, whatever. Bringing um, it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it isn't fashion to build walls these days. Hey. Sorry, I had to get a Trump reference in there somewhere. Uh, we were kind of like missing it. So, uh, uh, <laughs> I was Orla McNeilis. And I was Ricardo Deacon. Thank you for listening. See you next week.